0: Everybody, welcome to Breaking the Wall podcast. It's me, Brandon. And today I want to talk about breaking commitments. This life of a freelancer is complicated and you have to book a lot of things far in advance, sometimes six months to I think I actually just booked my first uh, teaching engagement for the summer um, in June 2022, uh, like last week. So sometimes you have to book things so far in advance that you're not really sure what your life is going to be like at that time. And because things are always changing, especially just coming out of a pandemic, a lot of the times things need to be shifted around and sometimes you have to actually cancel or break commitments that you've made earlier that you can no longer do. And for me, I wanted to make this episode because I actually just had to break a commitment. Um, you know, this organization reached out to me a couple months ago and wanted me to teach. And what has happened is my schedule has started to fill up, and I decided that it was just better for me to let the original job go. Right, and this is really tough, and it's tough for dancers who, I mean, as we're grow- as we're growing up, we learn to stick with commitments. We learn that we can't quit, right? If you break a commitment, then you're gonna burn bridges. Like that's the messaging that comes along with, you know, being a dancer. And to an extent, yes, like this is true, this can happen. However, sometimes you need to break commitments to better navigate the career you want, right? You have to make those tough decisions. And in this circumstance, I broke a commitment that would last one hour, Right. In exchange for a commitment or an opportunity that would take an entire weekend and also aligned with what uh, I want to do in my career and it aligns with my values. So for me, it was a tough decision because I already, they were already counting on me, this organization, to like show up for them. Uh, but for me, I had to let it go in order to make room for something that better aligns with what I want to do. And in this freelance world, Being reliable is super important, right? If people are counting on you to show up, you have to show up. Like, your name is kind of all you have to go off of. But sometimes you need to make those tough choices to protect what you need. So in this episode, it's all about breaking commitments that you haven't started yet, right? So let me make that clear. This is about breaking commitments that you're not in the middle of yet, right it's the difference between you know you've been doing one job for you know a year maybe you're in a dance company and like halfway through you said nope i'm leaving i committed to 52 weeks and i'm only going to do half of these or i don't know maybe you're teaching over a week at like a summer workshop and halfway on wednesday you know it's monday to friday on wednesday you say nope i'm i'm done i got to i got to go and do something else this is a different episode yeah this is more about You said you'd do something months from now, and as it gets closer to the event, you realize you won't actually be able to do it after all. So how do we navigate that? So what I want to do in this episode is just offer you some practices of when that moment comes, uh, when you have to back out of something, what do you do? And I'll just start by saying the best thing to do is to make sure before you commit to anything is to make sure you can fulfill that commitment or be confident enough to fulfill that commitment, right? So we're not taking jobs, especially long-term ones, that we already know we can't commit to. And I will tell you, being being someone who has broken a couple commitments in my career so far, the stress of trying to get out of um, commitments in a respectful way – is not worth it right we've talked about in past episodes auditioning for jobs you can't do and it's just not great to put yourself in situations you aren't prepared to commit to right so before you do anything else if someone offers you a job whether that's a dancing job a teaching job a choreography job really ask yourself can I commit to this right uh that's the first step and a lot of us as freelancers, we're going to say yes to any job we can get. So if we think we can do it, we're going to say yes and then deal with the consequences of that choice. But the second thing, say you've already committed to one thing and a new opportunity comes up. Another thing is to find a way to make everything work together. So before I cancel, I think to myself, okay, I've already said yes to this. This new opportunity came along that I really want to do as well is there a way that both can exist at the same time, right? Maybe a schedule can be rearranged. Maybe you can split your time in a creative way. Uh, I know during APAP season, which is a uh, festival, I guess you call it a festival here in New York, where a lot of theater promoters come to the city and dance companies buy like 30-minute slots in studios or in theaters for these promoters to see their work and potentially get casted or not casted, but hired to bring their company to that theater in the coming years. Um, And I know a lot of dancers are used by multiple companies. So there's a lot of schedule conflicts that need to be worked out. And usually, if a dance company wants to work with you, then they're going to figure out a way to make everything work together. So in those kind of circumstances, you're like, okay, cool. I'm performing these two things. They're not performing at the same time. So, maybe there's a way I can mix rehearsals and show up to these ones, but that's going to take a lot of communication, which we'll talk about in a second. But that's kind of the deal with freelance work. People tend to actually be more flexible. And by people, I mean artistic directors or choreographers. They tend to be more flexible because a lot of jobs can't pay the rate in which you can, you know, have be able to reject other jobs. Right, they're not paying you enough to say you exclusively work for us. So they're kind of in a place of, well, I'm not paying you that much. So yeah, you should be making money other places. Hopefully that's the situation. Sometimes it's not that. Sometimes there's a weird ownership thing in dance companies. Um, but if it's possible, try to negotiate how much time you can allocate to each place. Right, it's all about being transparent, and that's the next tip. Yeah. Be very transparent about what you're doing in these jobs and what other commitments you have. There's like a tendency to be closed off and not share because you're worried about consequences. But from my experience, at least, being upfront and being like, look, this is all the stuff I'm committed to. Uh, do you still want to work together? I can fit you in in this way. Usually it works out where they're like, yes, we really want to work with you, so we'll make it work. What's not good is when you hide how much you have on your plate and then when it times comes for uh, more rehearsals or you know unexpected dress rehearsals then you're like ooh i can't actually do this it creates a conflict that could have been avoided if you were upfront to begin with so being transparent is super important and i hope you find jobs that allow you to speak freely without negative repercussions but if you need to leave a job for another job that better serves you and your needs Explain the reasoning in a very matter-of-fact way, right? Try to take the emotion out of it, right? Talk about how this new job has better pay or benefits, right? If At a certain point in your career, you're going to want more benefits. You're going to want better pay um, in order to protect yourself, right? You could even, you know, maybe the situation isn't about pay or benefits, but it's about scheduling mix ups I mean we're human we make mistakes what if I said oh I really fr- I'm completely free on Saturday but you forgot to put in this thing you already committed to you know we mix up dates this happens sometimes maybe it's about your mental or physical health right maybe you are too overwhelmed you've committed to too much and you're no longer able to perform the jobs the ability um, that's required of the job right talk about that that's super important right? Sometimes, you know, the jobs have, uh, you know, there are different opportunities that better align with your long-term goals. So for example, this current thing I broke, you know, it's a teaching engagement. So I wasn't able to do it anymore um, because there's a dance opportunity. And for me at 28 years old, like dancing is dancing and performing is my main priority, which is why I don't commit to a lot of consistent teaching. I do more one-off teaching or guest teaching, right? I talk about that all the time because I don't want to break those commitments. I want to leave space for performing opportunities. So, but explaining these things to the person who you need to, uh, who you're breaking the commitment to um, can at least provide some clarity to them. So it's like, look, i This wasn't expected, but this is what's happening, and this is the choice I need to make, and this is where we go from here. The next piece of advice I want to offer is to find yourself a replacement, and this is usually for teaching commitments. So say you're teaching at a studio and you can no longer do it. If I'm going to break that commitment, I'm going to find someone to replace me before I let them know. So in the same email I send where I say, hi, unfortunately, I can no longer do this commitment, However, I have a great friend, so-and-so, who can fill in for me. Um, they, we have a similar teaching style. We have a similar energy, um, a similar dance aesthetic. I think they would add a lot of value to your workshop or your studio or whatever it may be. What this does is saves the employer the hassle and the panic of trying to find someone else to fill your spot. So I just reach out to friends who I think would benefit from the position and also add a lot of value to the studio. When you offer this replacement, it's also important to know that they may still not be happy, right? Sometimes they're gonna be disappointed and they're gonna be disappointed that you're bailing, and that may outweigh the positive of you finding a replacement, right? I mean, they wanted you, they were excited about you, and maybe they were even advertising you as a guest, and now, right, they're, of course they're going to be disappointed because you're no longer going to be there. Um, so know that that's also a possibility, even though the space and time is going to be filled. Um, if you are doing this in the dance sense, uh, it's a little more complicated because choreographers, of course, want to pick their own dancers or artistic directors want to pick their own people to work with. Uh, but you know, if you are going to do this offer to teach roles, they may say, no, they may say, Nope, we want you out. That's it. Um, offer to your time, anytime you do have, um, to kind of help the transition period move along. Yeah. The final bit of insight I want to offer today is after you do all this, you've tried to make it work. You've tried to find a replacement. You've, you know, navigated all these other avenues I understand you're trying to leave the door open and create and keep the relationship positive, hopefully. But if you're going to go down this path, you need to be okay with burning the bridge, right? It's a tough spot to, for an employer to be in. You're putting them in a really challenging situation where it may cost them more time, more energy, more money, um, to find you, uh, there, your, Sir, sorry, find their replacement for you, right? And they're probably hurt that you're choosing something else over them that doesn't feel good, right? In a positive world, you know, they are going to be okay and you, there's possibility of working with them in the future. Maybe you've worked with them for a long time and this is the first time you've ever said, hey, look, I'm actually not going to be able to do that job we talked about. Um, hopefully it didn't strain the relationship. But if you are okay enough to go through with canceling on something you said you would do, then you need to own that decision. You're going to make hundreds of tough decisions all the time in this industry. The best thing you can do is to continue to own up, right? I mean, it's, it's no one's fault or it's not, it's not their fault that you are canceling. It's not your employer's fault that you are backing out. Or that studio's fault that you said, I actually can no longer do this commitment. Um, But you need to own that and move forward with whatever you have left, right? And know if you are going to do it, that this new opportunity is going to be worth it, right? Is what you're canceling on worth losing for the thing that you're canceling for, (laughs) right? Um, I hope that wasn't too cryptic of a way to end this episode. Um, but if you enjoyed this or have thoughts on this, it's a really complex topic. Um, we don't want to be canceling on jobs, especially ones that, uh, are doing us a favor by hiring us so far in advance. Um, so let me know what you think. Uh, Comment on my posts on Instagram at Breaking the Wall Podcast or message me at It's Brandon Coleman. If you're really into this and want to leave a review about it or share it with a friend, please do. You can review us on Apple Podcasts or just share on Instagram. Um, but thank you all so much for listening, and I will see you in another episode. Bye, everybody.